folks, we're back here on YWC Football Talk. And usually this week is different because obviously the Pats play the Bills. But we're pushing football to the side for this week. We're obviously doing the honorable thing. We're going to do that. And joining me today from Cover One, uh, big Buffalo Bills website out there. You've seen Greg Thompson on here before. But joining me today is Chris Kepner of Cover One. Chris, how 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 have the last seventy two hours been for you? How are how are you feeling and all that stuff? Or uh, just hope you're feeling okay. Yeah, what's up, Griff? Thanks a lot for having me on the show. Um, it's been a very strange week for sure. Um, you know, it's been such a national story. It's not like it's any any news. I mean, ever it feels like the whole country has been following right along. But uh, yeah, it's been uh it's been strange it's been trying in a lot of different ways um it was really nice to get some positive news um and you know to hear that damar hamlin has been uh awake and responsive and um so that has been a, a huge a huge relief i think for um everybody honestly but um at the same time you know we're cognizant of the fact that he has a long way to go to you know to recover from uh what happened so um you know tempered relief but today is certainly better than the last couple days yeah that's a very that's a very good way to put it obviously because i'm just gonna give this folks for the record so i recorded last night wednesday night and that episode got posted on thursday so by the time you're listening to this guys it's gonna be friday so any updates in between now and then are just so it's a little bit skewed i just want to clear the record on that but you know what? It's last night we weren't that sure. And it was always because I always have heard it's that 72 hour mark where we are right now is where you're going to know the most information, where you're going to find out the most. And to see not only the NFL community come together in a sense of not only teams, but players, fans, but just to see the relief and joy on everyone's faces. The fact that you see people tweeting from all different like walks of life when it comes to NFL fandom that he is awake. And even the stuff like the doctor's press conference saying you won the game of life. Those little things are so reassuring. Even I'm going to say this down to this. Seeing Bills players at practice today, like smiling and all that other stuff in three, it's just a world of difference of where we were 72 hours ago when this, let's be honest, scary incident unfolded. We didn't know what to expect because there's no guidebook on how to handle this thing. And also, too, I want to give a shout out to Dan Killington. If Correct me if I'm wrong. But the assistant athletic trainer for the Bills, who's the one who's paramount in resuscitating Demar Hamlin while he was on the while he was unconscious on the field. Yeah, he's an assistant trainer on the Bills staff, and uh, he was the one who recognized that Demar needed um, CPR, and he initiated that. You know, um, it's a great story. You know, those he and his colleagues are all heroes uh, for sure. Um, and it's just amazing that, um, that Damar is still with us and we just, uh, it, we know that it's because of how quickly and efficiently, um, the, the staff acted. So, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's one of those things where for those guys, that's their moment of go, obviously for the, pl- cause like, those are the guys too, that like, you know, don't always get the spotlight. You see them on the sidelines, you see them treating the players, you see them when they go down running out there in their equipment but then now or like but you know what i mean by that but like but now you see everything to where sunday they're gonna show him and that's the one thing i thought about because like i said before look patriots and bills play each other on sunday i feel like we're gonna see an atmosphere unlike any other and 
I said this last night, but I because I said in the moment because we weren't still weren't sure if the game was going to be played because I think the, God God forbid like it had gone the other way. I don't know if they'd be playing the game on Sunday. But I just feel like as a whole, and you can speak on this better than I can. Do you expect like a different attitude in the sense of like a Bills pre, even pregame? Because like I know you guys are obviously known for your crazy tailgating. You're known for all that. I feel like all that's going to be turned down just a smidge, just because of the week that you guys had, and then Sunday is still about more than just a football game even though look it is still very important for the standings for both teams that's just the perspective i'm getting to think that hey this is how bills fans are going to treat it correct me if i'm wrong they can still be your crazy usual selves but i still feel like that might get dialed back just a little bit on uh, sunday yeah i think that's a perfectly reasonable uh expectation um you know everybody i think is dealing with what happened in their in their own way um you might see you might still see people jumping through tables, honestly. Um, and that could be, uh, you know, something that they feel like they do to support DeMar Hamlin. You know, it's just, uh, but I think you're right in the sense that there's definitely going to be a layer of solemnity over the, uh, over the whole day. Um, but there's still room in there for, for people to have a good time. Yeah, I, I mean, like, have a good time. Like, I'm not saying you have to go in there somberly, like a funeral and stuff like that. Right. I just... I can see a world where, you know what, it's just toned down. Like, say, instead of being at a 10, sure. you're at, like, a 6. That's where I'm getting at with that. And then the next point I want to make with you is, with everything being said, like, look, the game was officially canceled today, that it's not getting replayed. And with all the scenarios that have been laid out on the table about a neutral site AFC championship game, if it gets to there, because, like, look, I know the Bills are a team that everyone's labeling as a Super Bowl contender, but I always like to use the slogan, any given Sunday. That's, like, we don't know what's going to happen. If it gets to that point, do you feel comfortable with a neutral side AFC championship game? Even though, look, it would be amazing to see it in Buffalo in front of 60,000 people in at Highmark. Like, where's the fans' sense on that? Like, have they thought about it at all? Or is it still more about, like, just overall everything this week? I think, you know, I can, you know, I don't want to speak for the entire Buffalo fan base, but I can speak more for the Buffalo fan base than for, say, the Cincinnati or Kansas city or the other fan bases that are affected by all of this, you know, in terms of the scheduling and uh, the playoff implications. Uh, I think for most of the bills fans out there, it's pretty much on the back burner. Um, and in the sense that, you know, we kind of just don't even care at this point. It's been um, such a, such a harrowing experience to see the players on the field and their reactions to what was going on to know that, you know, one of the players, uh, I mean, his heart stopped. Like it was just, uh, it was a really intense experience. Um, so I think something like having home field advantage throughout the playoffs and getting the first round by, it's just so secondary at this point that it's like, whatever the NFL decides, fine. You know, I, the, the Bills will go and wherever they need to go and they'll play. And um, we still feel good about them as a football team. You know, we feel like they have as good of a chance as anyone else to run the table. I, I really like that answer. I really like that answer where I, I just wanted to get a sense. I wanted to get a grip. I wanted to get a feel. But I really like that answer just in the whole sense of, you know what, like, hey, whatever happens, happens. This week has just been overly spent. Like I said, for any Bills fans out there, if you're feeling stuff, just know, hey, sometimes logging off stuff like this, like the internet, just take it some time, get your mind off football, even though it is tough to do. Because look, like I, I said this last night, it's a game we all love. 
It's a game that determines our mental state in a good or a bad way, mainly bad. I only say that too because, <laughs> like, look, when it's handling a loss, no matter what, sucks in the NFL because there's you get one game a week and that's it. But then with this is a good reminder. But I I hope that like even in in other more normal weeks that you know it is just football. You try not to like let it take over your life to the point that it affects you know. That's why I say everything like I said it to you off air. Where like look, I'm at the point too where I would love to see my team win. Obviously, my guys are in a must win yeah. game going into Buffalo on Sunday, but win or lose i still feel like sunday's gonna be more about than just a game i think it's yeah, gonna be sure. about the player you're gonna see it all over the league too i feel like i even saw like sauce gardner tweet out he wants a number three jersey to wear during warm-ups you're probably gonna see players wearing it you're probably gonna see like a number three like a patch i feel like in some sense buffalo's gonna honor him uh it's gonna be but that's the thing i was gonna get back to with sunday i still feel like though the atmosphere inside the stadium until and even even still leading up Saturday's game between Kansas City and Vegas. I feel like everyone's going to hold their breath for that first snap just because it's the first snap of football since yeah. everything. And you're going to see the players get tackled and you're going to kind of hold your breath and everyone gets up. And it's like, you know, that sigh of relief, that weight lifted off your chest, because even still your your host in front of the sh- your your uh, your uh, colleague and friend of the show, Greg Thompson, said this that everything coming off of him just felt like a thousand pound. I think it was like, a, that was either a thousand pound brick or just like a big weight lifted off of his chest. Yeah. Hearing the news about DeMar being awake, asking questions about like winning. Did we win the game? Which for as it's much like as you every love skill, sports yeah. movie script you've ever you're right. Like, yeah. you know, like the guy wakes up and it's like, did we win? Like, but it, that's actually what happened. It's just, it's wild. I, I, that also shows too that like there's because there's all, I always say this there's all the sports we love like I don't know what sports like you like you're also your big ones besides football but I know with football football players are just a different breed they're I call it this and I say this in the lovingest way possible they're legitimate psychopaths for what they do every <laughs> single week but the fact and, and there's a reason why people say there's football guys out there and that's a football guy answer not to go like oh what happened what's up with this it's just did we win the game it's just those little things yeah. like that show how much these guys love this game and just to see something like that it's one of those like you know for as much tragedy as you can go through it's like one of those like little chuckle things it's kind of like you know, I'm I'm gonna go a little dark here. But it's like when someone passes away, and you're always going over good times. You could go over, like, say if there was something someone was known for, or something someone who's no longer with you did something stupid, and you like reflect over it. It's just one of those like laughing moments where you can like, you know, how do I say this? It's kind of like the light of it, and at the end of the tunnel for the week that you guys have had. Yeah, it was a huge relief. We we knew that uh, it was what the team was looking for to right in order to feel like they could resume you know preparing for a football game right like uh some sort of news that you know they're that things were looking positive for tamar hamlin um and yeah we got that and you can see now the bills like you said have you know been on the practice field again um they did media appearances i thought that josh allen and sean mcdermott gave um a great press pro- press conference um and it's uh it's like you said it's a it's a huge weight and um yeah we'll see um we'll see how how long like the vestiges of that weight linger right because i think that you know it's going to be a little while I-, I still feel like that too that's why i feel like 
whether you guys obviously play this weekend and then obviously whether it be next week or the week after, because look, we don't know if you guys get to buy it or not. There's well, always I, gonna be there that been, still. Uh, sorry to, to jump in, but there there are um people on the cover one staff who have suggested that we just don't play um the game against the Patriots and take that as a buy and just forfeit to you guys. It gets us in the playoffs. So in my <laughs> own self, in my own like selfish way, I'm like, I want that to happen. But then I still feel like too, I don't know if they're going to do this with the eight playoff teams, but I still, cause I've been saying this all along that to go on to another note, the set, the seventh team getting in the playoffs instead of six, is just a roadmap to get to eight teams. Cause I think eventually what they'll do is they'll bring back the two by format like two, the top two teams get a buy, and then you have three and eight. You have three through eight play a wild card weekend just for more mm-hmm. games, more money. And then, like the same way how I've always said, 17 is a roadmap to 18. So I feel like the NFL is still, when they find a way, they'll find a way. But yeah. I still want to give kudos to the league for the way they've handled it. I know they came under some scrutiny. They came under some flack. I still feel like the five-minute thing, I don't know how you feel about it. We can get into that next. I just want to give my quick opinion on it. I still feel like someone may have said that in the moment as like a miscommunication where they maybe have heard like, Oh, hey, like five minutes to go, and then we're going to get back on the field. But then in reality, if the NFL had started that game, it kind of would have gone – it would have been like a media nightmare. So I think they made the right decision. You talk to the coaches, the, then Sean Smith's crew really is the back to the league in New York because maybe you had someone maybe go like, oh, you know what, you got to get these guys out here because they had no idea the whole extent what's going on. And then they just maybe assumed it was a really bad concussion or something like that. That's just that's my take on it. I just think that at the moment, I think everyone overreacted, but I just like the way that this has all been handled over the last seventy-two hours by everyone, including the league. And I want I just wanted to emphasize that because, look, when it comes to morals and integrity, they're not usually on the good side of it. Things. Yeah, I, I think that you're right that it's been handled really well. It's an unprecedented situation, um, so you've got you know a lot of people who aren't really sure what to do, but they've been thoughtful. They've been thoughtful about it. Um, and then, you know, of course, in the, uh, in the immediate aftermath of the injury, the health and safety protocols that were in place uh, really helped to save DeMar Hamlin's life. So that part functioned really well. And then the part that we didn't have a, a protocol for, I think is also functioning fairly well too. As uh, as the league and the players discuss, uh, you know how to deal with the the whole the, the playoff situations in a you know the fairest way possible. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, like I still feel like because owners are all, even that's because that's the one thing too. For as much as the league can handle this, it's the fact that there hasn't been a lot of pushback from owners because we know at the end of the day, these owners are just going to want to do what's best for their club, even though they look at the league as a whole. They want to do its best for their club. So maybe there's some like some deep down feelings of like, oh, why do we got to do this? But at the end of the day, you know that like we've won it this week, that there are bigger things in life than football. For as much as we love football, for as much as we care about football, it's just a game of football. So right, exactly. So yeah, through all that, they're like looking to see, like, okay, we understand X, Y, and Z. Um I do think, if anything, I don't see them adding an eighth team. The only way I would have seen them doing that is if the Bills had the forfeit this weekend. But I still feel like they're going to end up being a seventh team, and that'll either be one of. I still think it's going to be one of Miami or New England. I just, I, I don't, I don't want to see Pittsburgh in that mix. I just think because I was looking at the standings and I saw their point differential is terrible, and I don't think we want to see another seventh seed getting cooked. So I think if you have 
either Miami or New England in there, there's still a fighter's chance of, hey, maybe it's a competitive game and not so much just a complete dog walking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, just before um, we jumped on here, there was some some clarity that came out that, you know, they're going to um, basically take away the home field advantage for the the conference championship, or at least that's what's being proposed. There's going to be a special league meeting to discuss yeah. the proposal, so... Yeah, and the only location I've heard from that so far is potentially Indianapolis, but I think the league has to talk to the Colts. I just think somewhere like that would make sense just because obviously, A, the Colts are out, and B, it's a weather-controlled environment that would give the fairest advantage possible. So you can... Yeah, and it's geographically centrally located, so it's uh, it's down in travel, yeah. Yeah, exactly, that too. So where, say, if if it's Buffalo KC, if it's... Even throwing out other scenarios, if it's Buffalo versus Baltimore, if it's Buffalo versus the Chargers, if it's Cincinnati versus Buffalo, if it's Cincinnati versus the Chargers, if it's seventh seed goes a run, it's just one of those things where it makes it fair. It may not be fair for the Chargers, but I'm just throwing that out there that, hey, all the options are on the table for the NFL right now. And the fact mm-hmm. that it is a very – this is a very fluid situation. That's the other thing, too. It's very fluid. We're hearing updates. I think if anything, the biggest thing I think people are waiting for now is that once the breathing tube comes out of DeMar, I think that's the biggest next step for him. But it's just kind of glad now to see that, hey, he's doing well and people aren't out there. Not I don't want to say relying on medical updates, but you're just like holding your breath, waiting for the next update to come through. It's the fact that you know he's good, he's doing better. And also, too, for the fact that his GoFundMe has raised now over $7 million. When I recorded last night, it was at, I think, 6.9. I now know it's north of $7 million. So for everyone who's donated, including the NFL family, it's a strong kudos to them. Yeah, it's been amazing to see, uh, certainly. Um, it's going to be a lot of a lot of toys <laughs> for a lot of kids, although I'm sure that, you know, it will all go to literally toys. But <laughs> um, one thing I want to say, too, and I'm going to say this right now. I don't know why, but I love and I don't know where no one gets it from. But I know Deion Dawkins and you already know. I don't get what it comes from. I just kind of chuckle whenever I hear it. <laughs> um, I know he's your Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, but would you think maybe they change that and then you give the award to Hamlin just through everything he's gone through? Or do you think you kind of leave that as is? I just, I just thought it'd be like yeah. a cool idea, you know, for everything he's gone, for everything he's gone through, and the fact of this charity and all that stuff. Knowing my my instinct there is kind of just with you know what I know of the Bills organization is they probably wouldn't want to take that away from Dion. You know, um, they'll certainly find a way to honor Demar, um, but I think that they probably wouldn't take that away from from Dion. That's why I'm here because like. I feel like out of all the podcasts you could have heard this week, I feel like you did. I, I don't know how many bills, like people outside of the bills, bills, mafia. I was going to say organization, but I'm just going to say mafia got to talk to someone who's actually involved in it. Someone who's been there, someone who lives, breathes and dies by that logo that's shining right behind your head. Um, so for all that, I thank you for the opportunity to do this. And also to just, you know what? The fact that you guys are so willing to talk and the fact that, you know what, just to pour your heart out because I can't imagine what it's been like for a fan base of this because these are those things that in life and in sport you never want to see anyone go through. And now that it's happened, I know it's happened before, but I feel like it's never happened to this scale because, excuse me, 
um, through all this, the NFL is just so much bigger than everything else. Like it survived a pandemic when every other sport got canceled. It's a sport that just keeps on going. And the fact that, you know what, that took a back seat this week. And the fact that the whole sport as a whole, it wasn't just, it's not just a normal week speaks volumes on the magnitude and the character that the league has provided along with its players and its, and its staff and everyone involved fans, fans, players alike. Yeah, that's well said. Um, and you know, it's a tough spot for, um, for the Patriots, you know, going into this game, right? Like how do you focus and prepare for, you know, the, this Buffalo team that's just like has this, the type of week that they've had. That's the other thing, too, because, like, I, I want to see my guys win. But I feel like, too, if you see them go in there and win a close game, I think it's one of those things where, from a Patriots perspective, it's not viewed bad. But I think if they were to say that there's a world where they run up the score, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I doubt that happens. Um I think they would be viewed as a bad thing, but I feel like no matter what, we should look past the game on the field and just be thankful that DeMar is okay, he's healthy, he's alive. And you know what? That's the next thing I wanted to ask you. What Buffalo? Do you think you're going to see a Buffalo Bills team that's motivated, or do you think you're going to see a different Buffalo Bills team where there's still some stuff on, on their mind? But because in, in my opinion, I think – they're going to be motivated just because he's okay and awake. I think if there was a world where he's still sedated, I think it's a completely different story. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I mean, the simple answer is I just don't know, but if I had to pick, I'd pick that they would be uh, motivated, Um, especially after hearing uh, Josh and, and John McDermott talk in the press conference about the conversation that they had with uh, Tamar Hamlin's father, uh, where you know he relayed to them that he knows his son better than anyone, and he knows that Demar would want them to, uh, you know, focus on the goals that they've set for themselves, including, you know, beating the Patriots, getting you know, because it's each week it, the goal is to beat the team that you that you're playing, right? So, um, I do think that you know, like I said, if I if I had to pick, I I would pick that they're going to be pretty motivated um, on Sunday. And I'll be honest with you, I'd rather see that than a team that is, is playing where you can yeah. tell that like off-field stuff is affecting them. Is affecting them. I, I, I want to see them at their best. I want to see them compete. I want to see them come out there and just lay it out all in the field. Because I know regardless of what happens, it's going to be emotional Sunday one way or another. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I want to say too is – oh, where was I going to go with this? Um, Cause it's kind of like that. I saw the video Greg posted today where it was like the, from Rocky with Adrian in the hospital bed where it's just like, go beat them. And I'm just like, I, I get the meaning behind it, but then there's a part of me deep down where I'm just like, I don't want to do, I, I, I'm not even going to go down there. But um, <laughs> the other thing, I'll, the, the only other thing I'll ask though, the one other thing I want to ask you, and that's where I was going to go as well. Do you think this would be different if it wasn't against a division rival? Do you think if say, I don't want to put crazy scenarios out there, but say if this had happened and then this week you guys were playing the Chicago Bears, for example, because you played them literally less than two weeks ago. Yeah. Do you think it would be different or do you think it would still be the same sort of thing, you know, where there's a little extra firepower in there because it is a division rival and ones that the fans aren't particularly fond of? Um, That's a good question. I, I honestly think that even that that extra sort of uh 
angst or anger you have towards division rivals, it kind of feels this week like it doesn't really mean that much. So I, I don't know that it would make much of a difference. Um, yeah, that I don't know. I don't think it would, honestly. I think maybe more, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, would it be more for the fans and the players in that sense? Yeah, maybe. If if anything, um, you know, I think the players, yeah, <laughs> they feel the rivalries, but maybe not to the degree that the fans do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, the, with the Patriots hanging on to a wild card spot, I mean, did you think that you'd be here after going two and four in the last six games? Um, Not until we beat Miami. I was in the boat of, like, whatever happens, happens. Even in that game, like, you still hold your breath. Like, that's what I've been doing pretty much for the last – since the Minnesota game, really, because mm-hmm. they should have won that. But then I don't want to get into my feelings towards Alex Kemp. And then the Buffalo game <laughs> – that just kind of showed, like, more than anything, I was like, look, they're the better team. We know they're the better team. And then Arizona, we won. And then Vegas, obviously, what happened in Vegas didn't really stay in Vegas. And then <laughs> and then Cincinnati, I was really looking forward to that game just because I wanted to see us against a team like that. And I still feel like – I think there's a world where if we get in, it kind of happens. But then I'm at that point where I've accepted both realities, where I'm like, okay, if we get in, great. If we don't get in – it's just one of those things where it kind of builds fire for next year. I'd rather be in the position that we're in than the Miami Dolphins are in, who really just shit down their leg in the last month in the season. Yeah, I mean, between the Dolphins and the Jets and the Titans, it's just been – the AFC has been collapsing on, on itself. And it's funny to think that, they, you know, there's talk of letting an eighth team into the playoffs. Or there was. I think that might be put to bed at this point, but – like, like I said, I, I, I just have my theory on that because I feel like the NFL does anything they can to make more money. Kind of I like think how, in the long term, you're onto something. I think that's I think you're right. Yeah, like not now or like next year. Like maybe now if that's what they come to just because to make everything kind of fair and line up because of the one game not happening. There'll only be 271 football games played. But I think maybe like three, four down, three, four, three to four years down the road, I think it's something that'll get seriously discussed, especially too if they want to start expanding. If they want to start expanding and adding teams, I think it's something that'll seriously get brought up. But I do think an 18th game is possible. I think you get you only play maybe two or three preseason games, maybe give a second bye week, and then you know what? Super Bowl rolls right into President's Day weekend. So everyone in America and where I am, we have a holiday called Family Day that Monday, so it's a hot Super Bowl. Truly, is a national holiday for everyone, so it's a win-win for everyone. So I think the 18th game is more likely to happen than the eighth playoff team. I just think that like the NFL, it's like one of those things where if you open your ears to them or if they open their eyes to something, it's kind of like, ooh, money. Okay, cool. It's kind of like how yeah. <laughs> the sports gambling aspect of it, where for years it was always this forbidden door that they didn't want to open, and the second they open that door, they're like, "We can make a billion dollars off of this a year." Absolutely, sign us up. It's it's basically one of those outlets where the NFL they see an opportunity to make money, they'll make money, and that's why I give them so much credit for Monday night for canceling it because obviously, look, there's a lot on stake when it comes to TV deals, when it comes to just overall money they probably lost from not playing the game. But the fact they looked past it, that's the other reason why I give them so much props. So I just wanted to throw those little factors into that as well. That's great. Yeah. Um, and if we could back up for one second, did you say yes. there's a holiday called Family Day in Canada? It's in certain provinces. I don't really understand why they did it. They just did it to kind of like throw a holiday in there. It's supposed to be a day where you spend with your family and stuff like that. But that sounds delightful. 
Yeah, it is. But it's just it's it's day off in February, and I don't. That's that's how I look at holidays now. Is like when you're a kid, it's like yeah, an extra weekend. And then as an adult, you're like yeah, less day. I have to go to work. Yes, because guess what, folks? <laughs> we love talking about football, but until this guy pays the bills, I gotta have a full time job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Chris, um, I don't usually, I wasn't going to do this because like I said, I usually have like graphics going. I usually have like all this different stuff. I usually have like a banner for the network that I'm also, uh, the network I'm associated with up here, but I'm going to let, give you a chance. If people want to follow you and your work, where can people find you? Uh, so, um, I produce the cover one Buffalo, um, podcast it's on wednesday nights we preview all the matchups uh and then the cover one post game show as well both uh shows are helmed by your friend greg thompson and aaron quinn um and i also uh with aaron quinn uh, we host a, a weekly twitter spaces on friday mornings um if you follow aaron quinn 716 um you can find us there and we always love to have fans from other fan bases come in and chat um you know about their teams about the nfl in general um so yeah it's uh and i don't know um i'm sure you didn't i thought this was going to be a little bit more noticeable but i actually have a picture of boston common right over here oh i love it (laughs) uh that's because my wife went to emerson so uh we we do love boston we're not you know not huge on the patriots but it's a great city you know what? I'm the same way. Like I got to go to Boston and do a Patriots game for the first time this year. I actually go to Buffalo more often because guess what's a 90 minute drive for me? Oh, that's right. Toronto is Buffalo. Is Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Toronto. So Buffalo is a close drive for me. I'm down there often. I'm actually down there in a couple of weeks for a Sabres game. So do you miss the Toronto bills games? Uh, I don't, to be honest with you, because I've experienced games. I didn't, I haven't been to Buffalo to a Buffalo game since the renovations. I've been outside the stadium because if you go down my rabbit hole of social media, I'm also I also create sports gambling content. And for a video, I actually stood out in the pouring rain outside of the stadium, just to kind of like because I was betting on the Bills. It was the Buccaneers game last year, and so basically going to the backstory of it all. No, I don't miss it. Those games were fun, but the NFL quickly learned. Yeah, there's not all Bills fans up here. Like I went to the one where it was Bills versus the Bears in 2010. And I quickly learned there's a lot of Chicago Bears fans that live in Toronto. <laughs> like I was, I was shocked about the amount because Chicago is one of those teams you don't think, oh, there's not a lot of fans. There's a lot of Chicago Bears fans because like I went to that one and I went to Seattle as well, where I used to own a Seattle Seahawks Sean Alexander jersey and I wore it as a goof with a Jays hat. Those fans didn't like that. They were like, pick a side, and I'm like, I'm from here. Like, <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I mean. It's an hour and a half away, but um, I'll be honest with you. You know, I I do love Toronto, but I I feel like, you know, having grown up in Buffalo, I would have gone to Toronto, to Toronto more often, you know, a handful of times. But it's not as close, maybe as it. Maybe it's the border that uh, makes it feel farther away. Yeah, that's the exact thing. But then once you get to the border, like I know all the little hot spots. Like I like, I've spent time in Niagara Falls. I've spent time in Amherst. I spent time in Buffalo. And for the first time when I go down there, I'm going down again in February for, so I'm going down for the day and a week. And then next month I'm going down for a weekend. I'm going to go to East Aurora because, sorry, something just dropped outside. and kind of startled me. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to East Aurora and I'm going to a wing spot there for the first time. I think you know which one I'm talking to lead to. Yeah, I think so. Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
Um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, nothing but nothing better than B dubs with ranch and buffalo. I'm sure all buffalo people will love to hear that one. Uh, no, I'm excited to try barbell out because I'm gonna like walk That's in good. there and be like, oh hey everybody, how's yeah. going? And then just like I am, I'll be like, I hate the football team, but your wings are too good. I have 20 people told you the flavor to get because there's one specific flavor. So the other Buffalo Bills person that I'm close with who lives in Buffalo is Joe Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. He basically told me it's like medium Cajun or something like that, or like that's what yeah. he told me. It's uh, it's oh wow. Um, now I'm forgetting it, but it's like Cajun honey buddy honey butter barbecue, something like that. I I'm like <laughs> I'm blanking on the actual name, but it's it's uh, it's Cajun, it's barbecue, it's a little bit sweet, it's delicious. Okay, so that one may be one for consideration. The only thing I like is the fact that it's like. Half of it's drums, half of it's flats. I don't know which kind of guy you are. I'm a, I'm drums personally. I think you can request. I can't remember, um, but I I don't personally. I like both. So I, I like both too, but like I I just prefer one or the other. I know some people like flats. I'm just like I, I'm a drums guy through and through. And yeah. before we go, the only thing I'll say, for as much as I don't like the Bills, I'm actually kind of sweet on the Buffalo Sabers. There's just something about them. Oh, okay. That, yeah, they're kind of like that. That you just feel like there's a part where I'm like, where eventually I'm like, you know what? I feel bad for them. I want to cheer for them. I want to see them do good. And so I'm kind of sweet on the Buffalo Sabres, unless they're playing like the hockey team, like unless they're playing someone that I like, I'll, I'll, I'll root for them. Do you like Winnipeg? Uh, there's a couple players, but I don't like the team. So, uh, next week, uh, uh, Thursday, Buffalo plays Winnipeg, and we're going to host a, a watch party for it, um, a Ooh. virtual watch party. So I'll get you the link. And, um, if you want, you can stop through. It'd be cool. I would, yes, if I'm uh, if I'm available, yeah, just sure, keep me in the loop on that because yeah. I would love to watch hockey with especially Greg Thompson. So hashtag Greg doesn't know hockey. I, <laughs> more than his Bills tweeting, I, I love watching him tweet about the Sabres. He honestly. has threatened to uh, to stop by at this. Uh, where it's the first time we're doing a, a hockey um watch party but uh, he's threatened to stop by and say inane things so <laughs> yeah should be great oh i love it i love it well anyway chris i'm glad that through this all you and i were able to share a couple of laughs talk about some other stuff yeah but you know what at the end of the day we're just glad to see that number three damar hamlin is doing okay we're glad to see that he's he's awake he's responding well and that he's everything else and instead of and, and then for sunday May the better team win. May the best man win. That's the only thing I want to end, end on that note. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I think you were saying earlier you were worried about the Patriots looking like villains if they win, but I wouldn't worry about that. You know, I don't think anyone's going to blame them. You know, they're fighting. It's it's, it's just up here because I feel like yeah. Buffalo winning is like that perfect, like you know, that story where it's like this horrible week results in a victory, but then if they go out there and like the Patriots win, because you know it's the Patriots that are this big, but like the, I know they're no longer the Patriots of old but they still have that like villainous element to them because for years, everyone just hated them. And then you guys yeah. are different because everyone seems to like love Buffalo and everything like that. That's talk, where I was getting it from. Talk to me again after we win six Super Bowls and see if people still love us. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. So eventually, yeah, <laughs> the only thing I just don't hope is that we don't like end up being like the Dallas Cowboys, which we won't because we don't reference our history and we don't live in 2019 or 1995 in their Call case. ourselves America's team. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll admit this to you before we go. The only other reason I still love this team is because for years I was always told, "Are you going to root for them when Tom goes? Tom's gone. I'm still here. 
and that's all that matters. What is Canada's team, by the way? There's a hodgepodge mix. There's okay. a lot. Like, there's Bills fans. There's Patriots fans. My dad's a Saints fan. My sister's okay. also a Saints fan. But luckily, I have my fiance who's a Patriots fan as well. Um, my cousins are diehard Packers fans. There's, God, there's a, there's a lot of people who cheer for a lot of different teams up here. That's that's the one thing for sure. Because like, even the one thing, the one team though that I will say is the Cleveland Browns. There's a lot of okay. Cleveland Browns fans in the Toronto area too. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Pittsburgh would be the other one. Okay. Yeah, apart from Dallas, but that's just like those are the main ones I think would be probably Patriots, Packers, Steelers, Cowboys, Browns, and then Saints have a decent fan base, but nothing too too crazy. And then there's like some there's there are some random ones like that. I think the only fan bases I've never met someone from is probably Houston and Houston and probably the Rams. Besides that, you got a good memory. Yeah, just because like I was like even too there's like Colts fans that are still Colts fans like because of Peyton. There's people that are fan bases like for there's some Eagles fans up here. There's some Niners fans up here. It's just like a little hodgepodge of fans, and it kind of makes the game better because I've always said to people like people told me like oh if Toronto were to get a team would you switch? And I said no, I would never. I would I maybe would like you know support them, but I would never never leave allegiances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, after so long rooting for a team, it, it's hard. I mean, I've I had to think about that too. Like when there was there's talk of Buffalo of the Bills leaving Buffalo, it's like, well, you, will you still root for them? Like, yeah, probably. You know, it's the same team. I mean, I don't know. It would, I guess, it would depend on whether Buffalo ever got another team, but uh, we don't have to worry about that anymore, at least for a long no. time. That's the, that's the exact thing. You don't have to worry about that anymore. The new stadiums coming in, if. Uh... You want Joe and I talked about the stadium. We the last two times he's been on, we've talked about the stadium because it's something that's always intrigued me, and it's really cool to see that you know what they're they're getting a new stadium. And that's that's where I want to leave that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, anyway, folks, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode number two hundred and four of YWC Football Talk. Joy Week eighteen, and if you haven't already, link for Demar's GoFundMe is in the bio below. I also I also go back to including the normal bios because all that was in the bio for episode two hundred three was the GoFundMe for number three. Kind of funny how those things work out. Anyway, folks, on behalf of myself, Chris Kepner, have a good night, guys, and thank you very much for listening. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.